Welcome to the Short Funk Podcast. I'm Tom Barbelay, and today, Jewishness. Yes, Jewishness. So, according to 23andMe, I'm about 46% Ashkenazi. Ashkenazi means European Jew. I've thought for most of my life that it's probably better to consider this as an ethnic group rather than a religious group, and in large part that was because my father wasn't in any way religious. We would go to the synagogue I don't know, when they had their fate sales. After my father was divorced and when he was remarried, he got slightly more religious in a variety of different ways. I've talked about this periodically at Stonehenge, maybe once or twice. So my brothers would go to the synagogue considerably more than I would. There's an eight-year age difference between us. But for me, it wasn't really anything of particular interest until I got to my mid to late teens. Growing up... I don't know, I was tall, I was dangly, I hadn't, you know, being in a single parent family in particular, one that doesn't have a lot of child support money paid in, I wasn't wearing the hip clothes, I was on survival mode, basically, for a large part of my teens, I was just surviving. I had an interesting set of experiences, I certainly took a lot of, like, memory snapshots, where when I was an adult, I was able to go back and repurchase magazines and books and things, that I wasn't able to afford when I was a teenager. But I lived my life pretty, well, just associated with general survival. And these were relating primarily to my health and my general well-being. There were kind of predatory groups of older men, which I guess are probably called pedophiles, although, as I was corrected through various periods of time, my time in Australia, if they like teenage boys, they're not technically pedophiles in any case. So, yeah, there were a bunch of things that I just had to survive through through that period of time. And when I got to about 17 years of age, I realised through proximity that there was actually an Orthodox Jewish girl nearby. Like, we went to college together, which is the last two years of high school, isn't it called? We were both kind of quizzically funny. We had various... Well, actually, she wasn't at all. She was kind of dry and slightly psychopathic. But we, through communication, got talking. My other experience associated with uh, a, you know, Jewish woman, or Jewish girl, as she was, was a girl that I went to primary school with who I would bump into occasionally in teenage life. And you have to appreciate, I should have said this up front, there was a ridiculously high ratio of Jewish women to Jewish men in Australia. Or Sorry, there was a high ratio of Jewish girls to Jewish boys. We weren't men and women at the stage where this ratio was acknowledged. And truth be told, I'm not Jewish. I mean, by Jewish standards, by the religious perspective, I'm in no way Jewish. My mother is not Jewish. I'm not Jewish. I'm ethnically Jewish, but I'm not religiously Jewish. And there was all this kind of curious stuff associated with conversion and, you know, the potential to convert, but there was a real need for Jewish men in Australia because there was, like, a substantial gap. In fact, there's also the thing called the brain drain as well, where basically you get a university education, you leave Australia, but that's another story. So, periodically I would meet this girl and I would flirt with her, and then, you know, she went to local private school, she would flirt with me. A lot of it was just, like, not even flirting, it was just kind of communication, but we joke about me going to the synagogue and why wasn't she in the synagogue and all this kind of stuff. Anyway... By the time I was 16, 17, I met this other girl. Just through talking, we kind of developed a friendship. We were quite close. She came over to my house on a few times. And I started kind of considering that maybe this was like orthodox Jewish dating. 
Like, there was a bunch of stuff which obviously we weren't doing, but we had a lot of time together. We spent an inordinate amount of time together. And I started to appreciate that maybe actually, like, we were dating. And periodically she would refer to her boyfriend in my presence. Like, potentially, you know, I was her boyfriend. So this went on, and she went to Israel for a year, as a lot of folks did and came back from Israel. And this went on when she returned as well. And I thought to myself, well, you know, clearly this is a thing, right? You know? Because you don't have these kind of conversations in these circumstances. You just spend inordinate amounts of time. And I'm talking in a day spending three hours in the presence of this person. And you're not living in the same location either. You just spend inordinate amounts of time together talking and what have you. So I thought, okay, well, this is the way it is. And I met the parents. The parents weren't particularly approving of me. Uh, I don't know why, but they weren't particularly approving. I think there was a circumstance, I think, when I was 17, where her father called our house and demanded that my mother go into my bedroom and see what was going on because his daughter was clearly at my house. And this wasn't the case at all. I was actually sleeping at the time and my mother said that. But there was the sense, actually, that I was probably a bad boyfriend in these circumstances. Curiously, it turned out that this girl was actually at another fellow's place when the father had called. But I just kind of tucked that away. It was interesting. I used to do role-playing, what have you, so could have could have been legitimate. Come to Tom of 19, this girl returns from Israel. We spend inordinate quantities of time together. And I realise, actually, this is a portion of my life that's not actually, like, talked about. Like, I had this genetic ethnicity... But it wasn't anything that was actually, like, described in general circumstances. So I talked with this girl, and I got a scholarship to go to Technion, which is a university in Tel Aviv. And I started learning Hebrew. And I did all these things, and the parents still were in no way pleasant to me. So I kind of thought, okay, well, irrespective of what the parents do, I could still, like, do this thing. And I was genuinely interested in going to Israel. And I clearly had feelings for this girl. I spent a vast quantity of time with her. We agreed through this period of time to go to a beach house and spend a weekend together because we'd never, like, spend any time together. She'd come over kind of late at night but left and variety of things. But just to get a sense, because if we went to, if I went to Tel Aviv, she went to Tel Aviv, we both went to Technion, uh, there were really good housing programs, and it was pretty well indicated that we would be living together there. And she wanted to just, you know, make sure that was fine. I was fine with that as well. So we agreed to rent a beach house for a weekend. And leading into this, and I can't actually remember the circumstances leading into this, but it became evident that this fellow, who was the same fellow seven when when I was 17 that the father had called about where she was actually staying with her. There was some issue with this fellow, and I can't actually recall the details at all. This is completely actually repressed. But it came out through this period of time that actually she had been seeing this other guy. And there was something associated with, I think, I can't recall what it was, but there was some reason that we had to move the beach house because she had to go spend time with him. And I said, well, that didn't make any sense. It was something like that. I don't remember the details. Anyway, through this thing, the whole thing completely unraveled and it became evidently clear, which was confirmed both by communicating with this fellow and also communicating with her. And this fellow called me very upset 
that, you know, he didn't know that I was having an intellectual relationship with her while he was having a physical relationship with her. It's all very curious, but it was like textbook kind of cheating where everything kind of recreates itself. I wasn't going to Israel anymore and she went to Israel. The Jewish community, the local Jewish community was actually offended because I had taken this scholarship from some Jewish boy who was supposed to get the scholarship. I knew the guy. He and I had interactions following. I didn't really have much time for him. And it was just really a very strange period of time because I realised that through a series of factors, namely the creation of the environment that I was in through my teenage years, but also the kind of recreation of elements of this when this woman had returned from Israel, I just allowed myself to be put in this really strange sucker situation. And this degree of nihilism coloured probably, well, certainly all the Noble Ape recordings. I started developing Noble Ape solidly after this experience. And I think really this circle of circumstances probably generated my sense that I really needed to be in survival mode. And that's ultimately what created Noble Ape. Everything that had occurred prior to then, I'd been in survival mode for a period of time, but I'd put hopes on external parties. And I realised that I just had to double down on myself and my own efforts and work on that. So that's part one associated with Jewishness. Tom Barbele in San Jose, signing out.